Welcome in to the second episode of a sports podcast that captures everything you want to know as the buzzer sounds at the end of any sports game. It's Will Farlow here with you this afternoon on December 27, 2017, welcoming listeners into the second episode of Will's Fifth Quarter Special. I'm here this afternoon with my guest co-host Alex Dolanar. Welcome to the show, Alex. Thanks, Will. Thanks for having me on. With a new year just around the corner, we will touch on various key subjects that all sports fans are looking for the answers to. Beginning with the University of Illinois fighting Illini, their men's basketball team is continuing season play in the Big Ten Conference, and we will compare that with their nearby neighbor in Bloomington, Norma, Illinois, the Illinois State Redbird men's basketball team just starting play in the Missouri Valley Conference, as well as for favored college football fans, we will touch on the upcoming New Year's Day Playoff bouts, which are Georgia and Oklahoma and Alabama and Clemson. Clash of the Titans. Clash of the Titans it is, and we will answer various questions. Do the Bears, with their victory over the Cleveland Browns Christmas Eve, show more flaws in the John Fox coach team? And the Chicago Bulls, do they need to trade Robin Lopez and Nikola Mirotic to continue the smart direction of the rebuild? What will the Bulls plan to do moving forward with those players possibly at the trade deadline? We will also have brief updates in the MLB winter offseason with the Chicago White Sox and the Chicago Cubs, followed by Will's Sports Movie Moment. So now going into the collegiate action, we're going to touch on U of I first, Alex, your home territory there. Yeah. So the men's basketball team, the Illini, they're, they're under a new coach. I mean, you see them doing so much better consistently, I think is the right term. This coach obviously has a good repertoire of experience coming into yeah, there's, there's definitely, Urbana Champagne. Yeah, there's definitely a, a different fight about this team. I mean, for example, last year they dealt with so many tough losses against not you know not great op- opponents, and they were down early to teams and under Gross, you just they didn't they didn't seem not to not to fight back. This year, though, different story, different story. Maryland, the Mar- you got the Maryland Northwestern game. Those are two games. Maryland, they were down 22 at one point. You know, they came back and they're one inbound pass away late in that game to seal that victory. And that's just that's that's a young team showing. And just touching on that right now, Brad Underwood, he's obviously got this team off to a good start. What can we expect against Grand Canyon University this Saturday? Well, the Illini, they're coming in after winning their fifth straight bragging rights game at Missouri, which in St. Louis, huge, huge win. Trent Frazier, great performance there, and he was honored with the uh, Big Ten Freshman of the Week award. Going into the Saturday's game, they should hopefully carry momentum and should pick up a solid victory as they get ready to start Big Ten play here again. But, yeah, it's just they're they're right there. I mean, they, they're possibly not a tournament team this year, but you could see the direction of the program is definitely going up. Next year could be that big step. And the big step they're going to continue to look for here as the Illini are facing a tough schedule, respectively as well are the Redbirds over in Bloomington Normal. So we're going to touch on how that's affecting the Illini first here. How does the tough schedule show this team's makeup under a new head coach? Well, they had not so much as, yeah, tough schedule, tough opponents. They just, they, they can't close games out. Like Northwestern, they're another inbound pass away late in that game. You know, they inbound the basketball, they probably win that game. New Mexico State, that was a tough loss in Chicago. Just, they got to learn to get over that hump. And that, as a young team, you know, that's just, that's just, that's part of being a young team. And I'm sure Illinois State can relate to that too. They've had a lot of turnover as far as players and everything. Well, we're going to see a lot of different things, and we'll have that coming up here as the University of Illinois Fighting Illini. They will host Grand Canyon University this Saturday, 3 p.m., trying to close out 2017 on a high note. Their record currently stands at 9-5 and overall and 0-2 in the conference, so they're going to look to bounce back from that. 
Now touching into Illinois State men's basketball over in the area of Bloomington Normal. The Redbirds, Alec, they get a big win against Ole Miss on the road before Christmas and then followed that up with UIC at home. They just won their first conference opener on the road a few days ago against... Nice. Nice. Evansville by six points and you were just touching on it with U of I you know this young team they're trying to find their own way top five of the top eight players last year left due to graduation yeah, or transfers. transfers yeah so the Redbirds they're gonna have Indiana State at home and we've seen these two teams play well against each other before so what could we look for ISU to do at home against Indiana State this weekend well it's just carry momentum you know, carry momentum over from that big win against Evansville and hopefully continue the success that they had last year and continue to just build that program. And the Redbirds will look to continue to do that here as they are still facing some injuries here. We saw Keyshawn Evans earlier this season have a scary injury in the third quarter at home against Tulsa, but he's doing just fine. And at Evansville, we're seeing just a continued presence of Malik Yarbrough. We didn't see much of him last year, but he this is his first full year at the Redbirds. And you got Phil Fane and the players up the line that they have, regardless of the players they lost. They still have a solid team under head coach Dan Muller. How can Malik Yarbrough continue the 20 points per game he's averaged? Just great shots. You know, you got to keep the ball moving and just get great shots. And when you get great shots, you got a better shot of making them. You know, and just keep forcing that ball around and passing it around. And, and that's the same with Coach Underwood. You know, his offense. thing about this year is they're, they're running. They could be a running gun team. You know, last year, John Gross, they, they kind of got caught walking the ball up half court. They weren't running solid offensive sets. But, you know, Coach Underwood's really got them pushing the ball up, playing great defense, led by a couple of young point guards. Yeah, we're definitely looking forward to big-time play to start as ISU is with their um, conference kicking off, so definitely looking forward to that. Touching on ISU's Missouri Valley Conference, it's very tight in the MVC this year as we're seeing Missouri State 11-3, Valpo in their first season in the Missouri Valley Conference 9-4, and Loyola topping off Florida earlier this season. Illinois State's got their, uh, I wouldn't say their nail in the coffin already this year. It's still a lot of basketball as conference play has just started, but you're Illinois State. You're seeing this highly talented MVC conference this year. What can we expect in conference play? Well, yeah, I mean, you look at last year, you know, I, I, uh, Illinois State was off to great start, great start. And with Wichita leaving conference, it kind of opened the door for Illinois State. And then you have Valpo that came in this year, too, who has a history of being a, a team in, that makes it through March, you know, and gets into the tournament. So it's it's going to be, it could be a building year, who knows, you know. And the, like you said, they got a tough schedule, so we'll see. We'll see. I, I think they could do well, though. They can compete, you know, with the top teams in the MVC. The Illinois State Redbirds will host their home opener in their MVC conference play against Indiana State. Last year in their last meeting in Normal, Illinois, January 25th, we saw the Redbirds get the victory over the Sycamores. They will look to do so this Sunday to end 2017. It's December 31st, Normal, Illinois, 3 p.m. the tip-off. Now heading into college football action. There are various bowl games going on, but the big topic right now is Georgia and Oklahoma in the Rose Bowl and the All-State Sugar Bowl, Alabama and Clemson. Now, Alex, we saw Alabama... They were number one last year, and we saw Clemson pull off an incredible upset along the solid offensive helm of Deshaun Watson and Mike Williams. This is obviously a different season. Those guys are in the NFL now, but 
looking at these four teams, and I have to tell you, I think the one standing out to me is the University of Oklahoma. I think Baker Mayfield now, he's had some off-the-field issues, but I think he has played just impressively well. I mean, we saw them feature running back Joe Mixon last year and other solid players, but they're able to just continue that momentum. So could that be a team to watch for in the playoff games? I mean, I think, yeah, first game, Georgia-Oklahoma. Like you said, you got Baker Mayfield. He's coming off his Heisman Heisman season. This year, he got rewarded with the Heisman Trophy. But you can't overlook that Georgia defense. You know, they've had a month to prepare for Baker Mayfield. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that, you know, they're going to completely shut down Baker. But you give a defense, a good defense, a month to prepare, and they, they could slow him up a bit. I think the key is going to be, though, if Georgia can get some stops early and then get the running game going with Nick Chubb, I think they could be solid. I think they could put some pressure on Baker Mayfield and maybe knock him down. So I don't know. I, I think uh, I think Georgia's going to win that game. What so is Georgia your team to watch for then? Just touching on two matchups. I mean, we saw what we hopefully thought was going to be better than last year this season from both Clemson and Alabama. They're both playing well, but these four teams are used to each other. So oh, yeah. These, yeah. is Georgia your team to watch then? Yeah, I'd say, yeah, Georgia could be my, yeah, I'd say they're my team to watch. But even that second game, you got Alabama-Clemson. I mean, I want to see, I want to see Georgia-Alabama play each other. I mean, think uh, even Paul Feinbaum, an SEC ESPN guy, and he that's a second Christmas for him, you know. But we'll see, we'll see. What do you think about the Alabama-Clemson game? Well, I have to tell you, I think we're hopefully going to see Clemson do what they did last year. They had that last-minute closeout. And they're going to look to do that in the Sugar Bowl as both the Rose Bowl game and the Sugar Bowl will kick off Monday, January 1st, 2018 college football action debuts. 4 p.m. tip-off for the Rose Bowl game in Pasadena, California. It'll be number three Georgia and number two ranked Baker Mayfield and his Oklahoma squad. Following that evening with Alabama-Clemson rematch, we will see what happens and we will comment more on it with next week's show, touching on both games and recap. Now going into professional Chicago sports, the Chicago Bears just came from Christmas Eve. They got what they were looking for from Santa Claus there as they beat the Cleveland Browns on the road. And now if you're the Chicago Bears, that's what you were looking for. This Cleveland Browns team was winless going into this game. And, you know, thanks to the Bears winning, the Cleveland Browns get the first overall pick officially in this year's NFL draft. But the Chicago Bears, Alex, they're, we touched on it in last week's show. There's a lot of flaws we're seeing in this John Fox coach team. I mean, they have a lot of good young players and veterans up the line. But John Fox is just too conservative. I feel like he's not meshing that team well. You always want to find a coach that matches that team. So just touching on that, how does the win over the Browns show any possible more flaws in the John Fox coach Bears? Yeah, I think, uh, you, yeah, you touched on it. I mean, that was a that was a must-win game for the Bears. I mean, you don't want to come in. You're at home Christmas Eve. You don't want to lose to the winless Browns and just be the laughing stock of the NFL. So I, I, they did what they had to do, and the, the guys played hard for Fox on Sunday, and it showed. And Dow Loggins called a great game for Trubisky. And, that's I mean, some of that is just what we've been missing all season, the consistency. They haven't been able to put two great games together in a row. You know, maybe that changes this week with the Vikings. But you touched on it too, the draft. Yeah, you touched on the draft and how the Browns sealed up that first pick. Yeah, that's... I mean, everyone was talking about, oh, the Bears, you know, they got to gotta get a top pick, got to get a top pick. I think right now they're ninth, and with a win Sunday, that probably puts them at 10 or 11. 
I don't know. You know, I, I think it's. I think they're all right. I mean, the Bears definitely. I think they're going to make a change with John Fox in the, in the off season, but we'll see. We'll see. I think the the pieces are there, and they're they're pointing in the right direction, which is good compared to the last when they made the last coaching change in fourteen. So. And I think with the Chicago Bears, there, John Fox, he's had a few years to show whether or not he fits that team, and I think that's something to be uh, talked about. I mean. Ryan Pace, in my book, is very well respected in the eyes of Chicago Bears fans, as you and I both are diehards, but also other Chicago fans that are just looking for an answer. They've been looking for that for numerous years. You know, you're dealing with Jake Cutler, Lovey Smith going out the door, the issues with Mark Tressman, he left, and then finding another coach. They are going to be facing another situation. Now, going into, I mean, we're, we're facing these college games right now. We're seeing a lot of action, a lot of GMs in the NFL looking oh, for yeah. their draft prospects, yeah. how they're going to progress, maybe changing their minds about a pick they might want to make in the first round. If you're Ryan Pace, you're seeing these upcoming games. Calvin Ridley going up against a team defensively strong like Clemson and just these other receivers, how they're doing. What stands out to you with the Bears, and could Ryan Pace maybe find his pick in the first round already with these games coming up? Yeah, that's, that's a great point. I mean, I'm sure Ryan Pace has been to a lot of a lot of college games. I know he was at the Notre Dame game earlier in the season to watch uh, St. Brown play. That's another great receiver coming out. But, yeah, you want to see the top receivers, top any position players, you want to see them play in the big games, you know, in the, in the big bowl games. And I know, you know, some guys sit out their bowl game whatever they don't want to get hurt and take that risk. I get that. But you when you draft a player, you could look at their physical stats and their physical characteristics, but you, you can't really measure how the guy does in the big games game you know and especially for a receiver like Ridley you know is he gonna make those catches like he did last year I mean Clemson shut him down a little bit but this is a different Clemson defense and I think he's gonna be a huge part of the Alabama success you know in the semifinal and possibly the championship game so definitely Ryan Pace has definitely got to have his his eyes open this weekend with those big games and the Chicago Bears they're they started their season against the defending NFC champion Atlanta Falcons they're having another interesting matchup on the road to close the season. So right there, they're hosting a team at home to start the season. Tough matchup there. A lot of experts have talked about it in the NFL so far this season that the Bears have had a tougher schedule this year, and they've kind of had to face that with a new quarterback and Mitchell Trubisky. I think he's done incredibly well in this yeah, Dowell Loggins offense. He's progressing. You know. The Chicago Bears will face the Minnesota Vikings. Now, we're seeing a Vikings team the last few years under Redbird alumnus and head coach Mike Zimmer. He's just doing so well with this team. They faced a big injury with Teddy Bridgewater. We saw him with an emotional comeback a few weeks ago. And Dalvin Cook's been out for the year. So, you're the, you're the Chicago Bears. You're facing a Minnesota Vikings team that has experience not just at winning, but being consistent. As you talked about it with U of I, the Bears are also facing an issue of closing games in certain game time situations. So if you're the Bears, you're facing a team like the Minnesota Vikings looking to get a top pick in the draft and try and win more next year. What could the Bears learn from facing the Vikings on the road this weekend? Well, they could learn a lot just by the Vikings model. I read something the other day. They've had seven first round picks in the last three years, and that's that's the way you build the championship team you know a first round first round by team for the playoffs you, you got to build from the draft so if you're the bears I, it'd be great you know to win this game close out the season with a two-game win streak you're playing the vikings most likely the vikings backups you know they're going to rest their vikings are going to rest their guys for the playoffs but i honestly wouldn't be too upset if they lost you know you stay for that draft pick, it, yeah yes. yeah you know you hate to cheer for losing but the bears need pieces trust that process that's right yeah, yeah they need pieces so 
if if it means losing Sunday, it's all right. Now I still want them to play well, but you know if they lose by a last second field goal, I, I wouldn't be too disappointed. But yeah, I mean, like you said, Ryan Pace, he's got to like look at the Vikings as a model. You know they get they're surrounded by young talent, and we'll see how they do come playoffs. But but yeah, Minnesota is a solid team. The Chicago Bears, as we mentioned, they will close out their 2017-2018 NFL season on the road at U.S. Bank Stadium this Sunday, December 31st, New Year's Eve as well. A lot of sports games going on to close out 2017 and open 2018. It'll be December 31st, noon tip-off. Now going in to the Chicago Bulls briefly, they won last night 115-96 to on the road against the Milwaukee Bucks led by the Greek Freak. And I think a lot of experts with the Chicago Bulls were touching on it before the game yesterday. The Bulls, they're rebuilding. That's noticeable right now. They're doing so well with that. I think a lot of fans don't know that they already had, and that's just my view, they had a lot of pieces even before this rebuild started in like Bobby Portis, Jerry and Grant. When they made that Derrick Rose trade, they made that move. And they're just continuing that right now. But the question marks, it's Nikola Mirotic. Now, Chris Dunn's playing well, and people could say, oh, they, they need to tank still even with him playing well. But Nikola Mirotic and Robin Lopez, even Justin Holiday, I think those are the nails in the coffin right now for the Chicago Bulls. The trade deadline's coming up next month. So, Alex, I have to ask you, how does this Bulls win maybe show the question of where the rebuild's heading and whether those two players should be traded soon? Well, that's a great point. I mean, they're, they've won, I think, where are they, 7-2 and two in their last nine games? I mean, when team rebuilding usually doesn't go seven and two in nine games, but it's like I said, I I'm not a person to cheer for losing, but the tanking I think in the NBA right now is the best way to build a team. And you look at last night's game. I mean, Chris Dunn at 20 points, 12 assists. I mean, he's a he played great. You know, he, I think he I think he was 0 for three from three, but he's he's a, he could be a solid point guard. And then like you said, Nico and and Robin Lopez. The only thing I, I like Nico is they've been great with him since he's come back, but is, is he halting Markinen's growth? You know, Markin only played 19 minutes or something like that last night, and it, it's just, and, and Markin, I know he's had some back injuries, and he hasn't been shooting the ball as well as he started the season, but you'd like to see a player kind of fight through those struggles, and, and maybe Nico's halting that. So with Nico and Bobby Portis out there, and then you got Robin Lopez, they're they're kind of taking away minutes from the rebuild. So then do you, do you, then you say, well, okay, well you trade one of those guys, and then you know then if you trade one of those guys, I think you can really start to say, all right, we're going all in on this rebuild. But right now they're they could potentially be a playoff team if they keep this up. You know the East isn't that competitive. We'll we'll see though. I, I don't know. The Chicago Bulls will bounce back from this win. They are 13 seed in the Eastern Conference, as Alex mentioned. The East is weak compared to the West, and the Bulls will put that hopefully in their favor to possibly get a higher draft pick as they host the New York Knicks. Tonight at 7 p.m. will be tip-off from the United Center. Then the Bulls will follow that up this Friday, 7 p.m. tip-off at the United Center against the division rival Indiana Pacers. Now going into brief MLB updates. There's no word still on yet where you Darvish will go, but there are still talks with the Chicago Cubs and the former Los Angeles Dodgers pitcher and the White Sox. They are still in the news. No more updates so far with Christian Yelich and Manny Machado, so we will keep you posted on both teams during the MLB offseason. Now going into the fabled original segment, it's Will's Sports Movie Moment. We all have our favorite moments, not just in the sports we watch, 
but in our own favorite sports movies. This segment gives myself and my guest co-host, as well as the listeners, a chance to pick their favorite moment from their favorite sports movie and compare it to modern day sports. Listeners can hop on now to the Will's 5th Quarter Special Podcast Facebook page and post their own sports movie moment favorites. I will start, and Alex, you will follow as well with me. All right. I think we were talking about college sports here. I was just watching this movie this morning. It's it's a bit of a childhood favorite of mine. It's called Rebound, and it's with Martin Lawrence. He is a coach at Ohio Polytech University. He was looking, as the title said, Rebound, and he's with a his old junior high school team, Mount Vernon. Okay. And th- this team kind of, I think, almost mirrors to some level what Illinois State and U of I are going through right now. They either have a good experienced coach in Illinois State or a newer coach in U of I, but both teams are going through that transition right now with their players, and we saw that in this movie. I mean, these were junior high kids, and they were learning to play the game. And not just that, but being a team. We're seeing that with both college teams. And I think you can even relate to the Bulls. There's a lot of relations you can make with a movie like this, and I think that's the beauty of it with this story because... Martin Lawrence's character, Coach Roy, he goes to this team, and I think the the funny thing is he loses to his old assistant coach, 109 to nothing. But the scene oh, that man. really that hit at it for me, he had a chance towards the end of the movie. You know, when he got that team together, he you could tell that was the team he wanted to be with. And the, my favorite scene in the movie is the head of the NCBA. They're about three in state. Of them. He got kicked out earlier in the movie. He has a chance to go back to his old popular life, but he says, "No thanks, man." I'm the head coach of the Mount Vernon Smelters, and I'm proud of it. (laughs) I have a championship game to go to, and you're making me late. So I think that's something a lot of sports fans, Illinois State, and great quote. The new U of I fans we're hoping to bring in here, and uh, Bulls fans, Bears fans. I think it's something they can learn from. Just any team can rebuild. You just need the right head coach and the right direction. Now, Alex, what is your favorite sports movie moment you have for us this afternoon? Yeah, so my favorite sports movie is Remember the Titans. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people love that movie. Great movie. Denzel Washington, that was, from when I remember, that was my first movie experiencing, you know, how great of an actor he is. And the, the scene that I really love is the whole summer camp. You know, they go away, yeah. and the, the, that's when the team starts to come together, and there's, there's a gl- One band, lot, one sound. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of great quotes and just great scenes in that movie. But that's got to be my favorite, the summer camp, the whole trip. And it's just, it's also, it's a sad movie too. But for those people that haven't seen it, I won't go through the whole thing. But the summer camp scene, it's got to be my favorite. Yeah, no, I think that connects well with what I just touched on. And it's, I think, a central idea we have this afternoon as we're touching on these different topics and the various sports, whether it be collegiate or professional, that no matter where a team's at, good team chemistry, I cannot touch on that enough. As a sports fan, I think that's a key for any team. Now, you see teams putting money out there for players and stuff, but I think... Exactly, the Yankees, the Warriors. I think the right team built, and we've seen good teams be built this way, in whether it be the NFL, the NBA, or Major League Baseball like the Cubs did. I think a central idea we could take this afternoon as we're closing out the show here is building a team the right way, not just players that, hey, can make a jump shot, not just players that, hey, we have enough money for this guy, we can fit him. They got to fit the system. Exactly. Developing that team with good team chemistry and that coach molding it together. And I think that's going to be something special. That's all the time we have in episode two of Will's fifth quarter special. 
Tune in next week with our guest co-host Kevin Donar. He will help me to touch on a comparison of Michigan State University's men's basketball season and Illinois State's continued action in the Missouri Valley Conference. As well as continued professional sports talk, we'll talk the Bears, Bulls, We'll have more coming your way, as well as Will's Sports Movie Moment. Continue to reach out to us on the Will's 5th Quarter Special Facebook page and on our website, Contact Me page, at williamdefarlow.weebly.com. I want to thank our guest co-host this afternoon, Alex Donor, for joining me in what was a fun 30 minutes talking sports. So thank you, Alex. It was a pleasure to have you here with us. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. You know, may do this again. Thank you. When the fourth quarter buzzer sounds, turn to us for your 5th Quarter Sports Talk. I'm your host, Will Farlow, and my guest co-host, Alex Donar, saying so long to 2017. We will see you next week in 2018. So long from Will's fifth quarter special.